Hi, I'm Monique Carriol and I'm building a movement of brave leaders so that together we can tackle some of society's most fundamental needs. So I'm here to encourage you to be yourself, support you to back yourself and really help you through those practical steps to navigate your leadership and career journey to enable you to make it happen. Hi and welcome to today's episode. So I want to speak about that time to transition question mark when it may be coming from someone who you're leading or you have line manager responsibility for. So you may be the team leader, you may be the person in charge, you may be the owner of your business and one of your team and it could be the most valuable member of your team says they're in the space that I spoke about in my last episode you know, they've realized that it's time to leave or they've realized that they want to change and um, you're stuck with that. You are stuck with and facing that situation that you may lose one of the best people in your team. What do you do? What can you do? So I think this is some short and sharp advice um, and it's to say, find out what that real reason is behind why they may have decided they want to leave or they want to explore the career transition the reason why I say that is because I think we've all heard before that people say the reason why people leave their organization is not the company itself it's usually to do with their manager I think connected to that is about saying you know a lot of people don't feel valued in their place of work they don't feel recognized they don't feel heard that may be what some of the what this could be about. It's one of the reasons that it could be. If it is that, there's something you can do about that. I was asked a question on a recent masterclass about, well, what do you do if your your staff are saying, you know, you're praising them, they don't want praise, that doesn't help, that doesn't make them feel good. And my response was to ask them. Ask them what it is they wanted. And I appreciate that person may not be able to explain it to you clearly in words, what it is they're looking for. I think as humans, we very much like to focus or we, we, we find it easier to focus on what we don't like or what we don't want. Sometimes we need a bit of time to reflect on what it is we do need. Asking that person what it is, if it is a recognition or value issue, what is it they're looking for? Is that something that you're able to provide? Is it something that you can be honest and admit that you haven't been doing, but you can from here on in? It might not be able to be solved in that one conversation. There might need to be some follow-up dialogue between you and them or even the wider team as to what that might look like. You might need to look at getting some support from your HR or OD team on that too. The other side of it is the person may be asking for some professional or personal development. It may be something that you are able to help them with. It could be on the job that you can work on. It might be something, again, that your organisation provides training and development on. I don't take it for granted that everybody knows how to access what's available in their organisation, how to apply for um, training and development that may not be standard. Not everybody knows that. So as a manager, make sure your team do know that. Make sure you do know that. But if it isn't something that you can easily resolve, so it isn't about prioritizing and investing in your people more and more than you ever have before, that might sound like it's detrimental. It might sound like, well, you're training people up to leave. That might be the ultimate end point. But while they're with you, you will get benefit of that too. And it may not even need to get to that. If it is something about recognition and feeling valued, what is it that that person's looking for? And please recognize the difference between feeling valued 
and being valued because you may have you may say well actually we do this we have this recognition we have those rewards we've said thank you to be honest if that person doesn't feel it they won't acknowledge or see some of those things you've said so that's why it's important to try and hear from them what is it they're looking for what would that look or feel like for them but sometimes you're in situations where your hands are tied what it is that person wants and what they're looking for in their personal and professional development, you can't provide, you know, and they're not coming to you to ask you to provide it, but you know that you can't. What do you do then? You can still be supportive in some way. And I'd really encourage you to be brave. This is brave leadership in action for sure, because the thing that you want to do usually is to panic and do what you can to retain them. And I remember one of my old managers said to me that, if the first time you know someone wants to leave, and I think this is an age-old leadership and management saying, if the first time some, you know someone in your team wants to leave is when they come and put the resignation letter on your desk, you've got a problem and you failed as a manager. Failed as a manager, I think that's a bit of a harsh statement, but I get what it's talking about in that I hope that in what I shared with you and my insights and advice and what I speak about, about brave leadership, that you've absolutely created some sort of a safe space where your door is open and that your member of staff or that person in your team can come and speak with you. And they can come and they feel confident and safe enough to come and speak with you early in their thinking. So it isn't when they're just about to write the letter and that they're aware and they can feel that's the culture of your team. It's the way you do things around here that they won't feel threatened. They won't feel that they're going to be treated a different way or cast aside, you know, or overlooked for any future promotion if they don't succeed in whatever it is they want to do. They don't want to be treated differently when they come and speak with you about that, unless they're asking for that specifically. They don't want to be treated any lesser. They don't want to be cast out if they express a desire to think about or explore different options. I'd prefer to know that because if you know it, you know what you can maybe do to support them or to, to show them what else is available to address maybe the needs that they're expressing that are not being met there where you are now. But you won't know any of that if they don't feel open enough to come and have that conversation. If you're in charge of something, make sure your team are aware of the way we do things around here. Make sure whatever it is you're saying about the way we do things around here. So your values, your organizational values or your team, how your team interprets those values. Make sure people are clear on that and make sure you're embodying it. I'll give you an example of this in um, the last directorate I led. The organization I was in, the values were communicators, care, communication and respect. And that was fine. But what I knew was important was that my, my directorate then had some understanding and a joint commitment to how we put that into practice. And I described that as our team values, the way we do things around here. Um, and what we spoke about was care. We care about each other. And that became more important than ever during the pandemic when we were working virtually. And it was about how we displayed that care for each other. We spoke about communication. We make the complex simple. 
The work we were doing as a directorate meant that we were supporting a number of different teams across the organization. We were building a number of frameworks for the organization and having to do those at pace. And we were like the project management support for a number of different urgent areas across the organization during the pandemic too. So it was really important that we were pulling down things that the organization had to do from a strategic perspective, but being able to break that down, make that complexity simple and to keep it simple in the way that we communicated things back out. And then with respect, it was about mutual respect. We value everyone's voice. So what was really important for me was when we had our directorate meetings, when we had training sessions together, that everyone felt that they had an equal voice to speak. Whether you were the most junior person by job title, whether you were the most senior person, the voice was equal. And this was about asking people. So I would always ask different members of staff, you know, what's your view? What's your idea? Is there anything else you'd like to say? When we had some of our conversations, especially if they were sensitive ones, I'd also ask them if they wanted time to speak without me being in the room or on the virtual call. Because even though I was an open an inclusive director, I also appreciate there are conversations your team will want to have and they will not want you there. So always offering that too. But fostering that meant that when people were thinking about leaving, when people were unhappy or when people wanted to um, take on some personal professional development, they felt comfortable to voice it. Have the open space, have the safe space where people feel that they can come and speak to you early. It gives you more of a chance to try and address or support them with what it is. They may want to look into more what they want to learn more about or what they're thinking through. You'll also get a feel for actually, does this sound and feel like somebody's going to leave tomorrow? Are they literally applying for jobs now? Is there something I could do urgently to maybe try and help them think about are there any other options? Is this more of a medium to long-term conversation? So, okay, if they're saying to me, do you know what, Monique, I am going to be ready to move on. This is why I'm going to be ready to move on. Are those next step roles going to be available here? If they're not, then you've got a heads up. You've got some time to plan to say, okay, I know that I've got X amount of time to start planning for the succession. If you don't have any of that and the first time is, thing is the resignation letter hits your table, what do you do? Well, my advice is don't panic. Try and see it through the lens of where that person is coming from. It will help you to see if there really is anything you can do at that point or is it too late? And if it is too late, is there anything that they're sharing with you that you're hearing that you think, actually, we didn't get that right? That's the time to speak about it. Sometimes there is there one more window of opportunity where you being honest and open about what may not have gone well and even better if, and being honest about what you can or can't do, sometimes in that moment, that gives that person a point of reflection to think, okay, is this really catastrophic and I need to go? Or is it an incident that's happened? We didn't address it and deal with it properly, but we can deal with it now. And I feel that there is still something here for me and the team. What I would say on a more strategic, so if you're looking forward and looking ahead and it isn't that you've got a burning platform right now, you haven't got a queue at your door of people wanting to go, but you're thinking about this could happen, what could I do? Please invest in your people development, whether that's leadership development or whether that's development at all levels. Staff want to 
personally and professionally develop. They want to be the best they can be at their jobs. They may want to learn skills and understand things that you might not automatically see will help them grow in the role they're in now. But will it help them to grow and be better leaders of the future? Can you think about it on a slightly broader scale about developing leaders for the future? People who give time to your organization, who maybe take on other roles within the organization, will be more invested in the organization. They'll be great ambassadors for your organization. They will bring and attract talent to your organization. But my main message here is about don't panic. Panicking and reacting from a place of fear doesn't usually help you to make the best decision. Understanding your staff, where they're at, what they may be asking for, as an organisation investing in your development of your people is so, so important. It will help, let's talk real, let's talk real now. It will help your bottom line. People will be more invested in coming to do their work. They'll be more invested to do their best work. They will attract, as I said, more talent to your organization. They will care about what they're doing and you will get better productivity and better impact on your bottom line. That is what will happen. People will notice if it's knee jerk. So you may have to admit that you haven't been focused on it before, but you're starting now. But don't be afraid of it is my main message. Don't be afraid and think if you focus on that, that's going to drive people away. No, it won't. It will help them to be the best they can be while they're with you. The right development support can also help them to explore if it is the right next step for them. So thinking about offering a coaching session to help that member of your team explore their thoughts and what they're thinking about, or even being able to connect them with some shadowing in the area of work or skills that they're looking at that they may be interested in. Sometimes it reinforces their thinking to say, yes, this is right for me. Sometimes actually it gives them another viewpoint that says, "Mm, actually, I've got further insight into this and maybe this isn't the right time for me. Either way, I honestly believe that that member of your team will thank you and will remember that saying of they remember how you made them feel at that time. It's a difficult time for everyone transition, for the person who's considering going through it, for you as a manager trying to support someone through it at the same time as trying to look at and meet the needs of your organization. And an added dimension to that is if as you as a manager, you're also thinking about your transition and next steps. So the one thing that can help with all of this is being kind to each other, being as open as we can be and being transparent about what we can and can't do to support each other through these steps. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave me a rating and review and don't forget to subscribe. Can you please also share this with friends, family members or colleagues? I'd really appreciate it. And you can follow me on Twitter at Monique Carriol or connect with me on LinkedIn if you haven't already. I'm Monique Carriol on there too. And also click the links in the show notes to join my mailing list. I look forward to you joining me for the next episode. Take care and see you soon.